Fantasy Film 101 with Christopher J. Garcia. The National Film Registry in 2017, and for the past few years, has been about recognizing the films of the 1980s and into the 90s. And one of the films that is now on is Philip Alden Robinson's Field of Dreams, based on the book, Shoeless Joe. This is a part of the period where Kevin Costner was becoming the major star that he would be throughout the 90s, really. Because you had Field of Dreams, you had JFK, you had all the way up through Dancing with Wolves. Yeah, The Postman was his stumbling point. But it was nominated for three Academy Awards, Best Original Score, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Picture. You knew it wasn't going to win Best Picture, one, because it's a genre film, and two, because the director wasn't nominated. But it had a phenomenal cast. It had Burt Lancaster in his last movie, it had Ray Liotta, it had James Earl Jones, Amy Madigan, Kevin Costner. There was someone else in it, too, who I cannot remember. But this is the famous... Oh, Frank Whaley was in it. How could I have forgotten that? And lots of other folks who, you know, you'd recognize, and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are both in it, very, very briefly. Uh, you also got uh, Timothy Busfield, who is an actor who is sadly more forgotten now than he deserves to be. But, of course, this is one of the most important lines, I think, in the history of late 20th century cinema. If you build it, they will come. And I think that speaks to the cultural, in the aesthetic, cultural, historically important. And, of course, we had some great moments in there. This is basically the story of a ghost being seen, Shoeless Joe Jackson played brilliantly by Ray Liotta, and the building of the baseball diamond in the cornfield, and and all of these various characters, I guess is the best way. I guess, yeah, I guess that is the best way to describe it. That it's these characters who are sort of inhabiting Kevin Costner's character's soul, in a way, I guess. And it's about visions. It's about redemption, of course. It's about moving on. It's a beautiful film. Aesthetically, I could absolutely, even if it were just a movie that hadn't changed the way the American lexicon works, it would be worthy of inclusion. The Field of Dreams, of course, is now a real place in Dyersville, Iowa. And there's this metaphor that plays about how about how we must carve portions out of our present to make room for a past to exist. That to move beyond it. That you have to give something of yourself to move through. This is a great baseball movie. This is a great fantasy movie. This is just a great movie. And its inclusion of the registry is really good. I think it wouldn't be the first one I would choose, but I absolutely understand why it went on. What I find hilarious is that uh, there's a classic story about the the building of this sort of film. And there were a lot of sort of tie-ons. This has got the classic in the book. Uh, Ray seeks out a writer. And in the book, it's J.D. Salinger. <laughs> And he threatened to sue if they used his name. Uh, Burt Lancaster originally didn't want to be... Didn't originally want the part in it uh, as the Dr. Moonlight Graham, but he sort of got, I wouldn't say harangued, but convinced. Then you have folks like Ray Liotta, who is actually younger than Kevin Costner, I think, playing his, you know, how do you play a surrogate father figure if he's younger <laughs> But, but it's a really fascinating piece overall. Very, very well made. And it really brings up an interesting question. What role does sports play in film? And in particular in fantasy film. And this is where I get really sort of deep thinking. If, if a 
If a figure has moved beyond his physical being into something grander, that is, in one, it's sort of a low level of fantasy. It's not a necessarily a created fantasy so much as it is a an emergent fantasy. Shoeless Joe Jackson is one, absolutely. Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, in football Joe Montana, the greatest football player who ever lived. In wrestling, pretty much everyone, but Hulk Hogan, The Rock. They are fantasies, constructed concepts, which makes baseball the perfect setting, I guess, for... Baseball is sort of the perfect setting for film in the fantasy vein to mine because of its role in American life, but also because it takes humans and makes them into something bigger, something grander, something less grounded. And it's it's just wonderful because it's not... It's It's got this sensation to it that you know what you're getting when you're at a ball game. It's It's this grandness. When you're in a movie theater, if you're aware of the theater that you're in, the movie is lost. When you're at a ball game, the whole thing is an experience. Being in the seats, being there. So by naturally bringing that to a movie theater sort of bilocates you to different places. And it makes an impact on the viewer that allows them to draw into this fantasy. And in this case, it's the fantasy of characters that we know are bigger than they were in life and several of them in death. This is a phenomenal film. Also, the version of Crazy, performed by Beverly D'Angelo, is absolutely phenomenal. It's my favorite version, actually. I highly recommend this film. Go see it. It's great.